0: Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to the right of me, Vance, who's sitting in front of Ranger. And we have Todd Young on the telephone. This podcast is brought to you by Boss Shad. Check them out, BossShad.com, brand new website. It's uh, starting to get, well, it's past Easter, so you can't really get them in your Easter basket anymore. But what's coming up next?
1: Opening. Opener, mother, Opener. mother's opening. day, mother's day. day yes. What mother would not like <laughs> a
0: whole tackle box full of bass shads? Yeah, <clears throat> especially that mud puppy color. Oh my gosh, that's right, that mud puppy bass shad. Yeah, treat you, treat the mother in your life, or the wife, the mother of your children, girlfriend, anyone that's celebrating Mother's Day. Get them for yourself and say that if I'm happy, you're happy. So.
1: I'd I'd just get them for the opener, which is pretty much coming up everywhere.
0: Yes. Or, you know, you can kind of just bank them and be like, this is for Father's Day or your birthday, whatever. I'm sure someone's birthday is coming up that would love to get a mush at. (laughs) Um, I mean, even if your birthday was last week, I mean, it's better late than never, right? That's right.
1: Can we uh, get into Mark's bait tackle, and ammo?
0: Well, you can. It's a store. You can yeah. walk right in if you wish. It's it's in Ravenna, Ohio. <laughs> did you know that? I did. You co-
2: I was there today. Were you really? I didn't go to Mark's, though. I was in Ravenna, Ohio.
1: Who needs to stop at Mark's when there's an online store? That's right, That's or right. a
0: Facebook page. That online store, I'm not sure what the, the online store is, but just Google search Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo or hop on their Facebook page. I'm sure that they got... The link right on the top to go to their store or go to Boschad.com. Check them out. I did see the uh, Mark's Bay Tackle Ammo Facebook page earlier today. I looked at it. Had uh, nice pictures of Boschads on the wall. So, so check them out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hopefully one of these days we're going to be running them soon. we got to get our boats out.
1: Yeah, for the tournament
0: yeah. probably. Yeah, you'll probably beat me getting the boat out. Mm-hmm. Well, I might need to take mine out to get yours out, so I might win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's cornered in that pole barn of Andy's right now.
0: It is. It, it's stuck in there. So anyways, uh, check out Boss Shad. If you need some trolling baits, he makes many shapes, sizes, colors. Online store, BossShad.com. Tell him you heard it on the podcast. And that takes us to Musky Fat-Easy-Musky products. dot com, Instagram. Facebook, we're there. We uh, haven't been posting a lot, but we're still there. And uh, anybody that's messaged me in the last week, it's been a debacle. I updated my messenger. I'm having a very hard time getting stuff. I'm trying to work through it. So we will respond when we can. If not, I'll let Vance handle that. His his messenger's working? He That's did not. Cuz I
1: did not do the update. That update. It seems like every update is terrible. This happens all the it time. It gets
0: worse and worse. I don't know why they do that. Let's let's offer something worse than what we have. <laughs> Who wants to upgrade <laughs> to something worse? <laughs> These upgrades it's probably are just more good.
1: complicated every month almost, you
0: know? oh, oh my god. god. And everything. So I thought I was getting something great. I got a big giant steaming pile of garbage. So I'm going to I don't know what I'm going to do something anyways check us out there and st croix rods also if you're in the market check them out i don't care if it's for a little bluegill ice fishing surf rod they make it give them a good shake you can uh get them on st croix.com major retailers all over the place uh thank you st croix todd take it away
2: muddy creek fishing guides mcfishandguides.com check out our website Check out what we do, check out our picture page, and uh, Vance and I are going to be guiding here coming up Memorial Day weekend, right on through November, up at Chautauqua Lake, New York. Still going to try to do a few more trips in Pennsylvania here in the early season. My boat's hooked up, ready to go. We're starting in the morning, so uh, we've got a few trips going. Not a lot. Don't really want to do a lot. Can't really do a lot. Too much stuff going on before I get ready for the big run. But uh, give us a call. We'll do our best to get you on fish.
1: Yeah, I st- still have the opener open. If anybody wants to go out on opening day in Chautauqua Lake, get a hold of us. Because I know Andy is not yes. going to come
2: and fish. I was going
0: to say, what's the podcast rate if I go? <laughs>
2: you're not going <laughs> to <not gonna> come. <laughs> yes, Vance has, some, Vance has some good openings in that early season still. So uh, it's usually a good time. Well, it's. You can't say always or never, but it's pretty much always a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, yours statistically your start, started off. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. I yeah. I think yeah, statistically, yeah, it has every year. I mean, every year we've had some great days. in Net right off the bat, so
1: yeah, I had two nice fish. I couldn't wait to tell Todd, and he interrupted me with a phone call, and he had a fifteen and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even mention it. <laughs>
2: we have got some really big ones on those early days. Yeah, the early season it is uh it's pretty cool. I
0: uh I did some looking, you know. I I talked to my friend Eric who I took up the guy that never been musky fishing before. I got yeah. that we got that 45 mm-hmm. on June 4th because he was like that it's coming up on a year. I'm like no, not yet. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I just looked at the pictures in April. I'm like no, it wasn't. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> it, you yeah. were out there fishing early in April. No, we weren't. Mm-hmm. I said, I looked at the date stamp on my phone. The reason he thought it was in April is he sent it to a friend of his, and he looked at the date of the text, and it was, like, that day. Like Oh, yeah. So I'm like, no, it did not happen yesterday. It happened a year ago in June. So, mm. yeah. Anyways, that's my story. I,
1: I contributed something to that. You did. <laughs> so fishing early that's right there's a guy up there that does fish early
0: yes he does I,
1: after this tournament i usually go up and do some walleye fishing There was a gentleman that was i think we made mention of that on here that was uh yeah had six poles was going about five miles an hour hey you never I, know i was what sitting there walleye. with a the little little light tackle trying to get a walleye mapping out some weed lines i'm like hmm. hey them walleyes like plows they do they do interesting so,
0: maybe you'll see him again. Yeah, maybe I'll wave. Yeah. Ram your
1: boat into the side of his. One finger. Number one, baby. I thought it was a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Let's. What else do we got here? Oh, the the tournament, the Chautauqua Lake Showdown on uh, June tenth, uh, hosted by Muskie's Inc. Chapter sixty nine, New York ch- Chapter, uh, and Zach Baker. Zach Baker's running it. Uh, Thirty five. For non-members to get into this, 25-4 uh, Muskies Inc. members. Uh,
0: $25, $35. Yeah. Not pesos. Not
1: pesos or euros. Six rods total. Uh, your three best fish in inches uh, is what you will turn in. Not centimeters. $5 for a big fish pot if you want to get involved with that. Uh, and get a hold of Zach if you want to sign up. Uh, and it should be a good tournament. I'm going to try and do it. We'll see what happens. There you have it. All right. We are going to do the power rankings. Yeah, let's jump into the power rankings. We've been doing them since the turn of the year here. Uh, send in your submissions. It's been tough getting everybody involved with all the guests we've been having. And, and Messenger going down. Yeah, and Messenger going down. But send them in. We'll get you involved. Uh I'll get right into it. Coming in at number four. Todd, take it away.
2: Yeah, it is. Mine is putting that new line, brand new line, got a new spool line. You paid a lot of money for getting that lined up on your reel. Uh, I don't do it all that often. All these new lines, you don't have to change them like we used to back in the day. Like every year, reverse the line, then get rid of it. uh, It's kind of nice getting that that, that reel all spooled up and right up, filled up to the top. No tangles yet, no cutting off, and uh, it always looks good, looking at a brand-new, re-stooled reel.
0: Now, now, Todd, were you fishing yeah. back in the days of, like, the, I've heard the stories of Dacron, how you'd pull off, like, 10 feet or 10 yards every half a day of fishing?
2: No, I mean, w- it, th- 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 there was a time when we were, usually we used Cortland, it was called Musky Master, but it would, I mean, it frayed, and it, it would rot you know, if you let it sit there. So I would always do my line every, every other year. Like I'd get new line. I would use the line. Then I would go reverse it, put the other line on, but it was like wore out at that time. Now, now before that, you have the days when like my grandpa would talk about, like they would go fish for the day. and when He got home from the end of the day of fishing. He would like drape his line over like the clothesline to dry it out. So it wouldn't, it would rot if you didn't do that. Sounds like a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, those guys had to do a lot of work to keep that going. It was probably made out of freaking cotton or wool or something. You know, who knows?
1: <laughs> After a day of but, fishing,
2: uh, they would have to let that thing dry out.
1: All of that line, just walk it yeah.
2: out. Yeah. Yep. You need fish, fish, and then let it dry out. Reel it back on. Got a little more life out of it. I mean, there was a time. There was a time in my, you know, when I was fishing that you know we just thought, hey, mono is the way to go, because. It's mono. You don't have to worry about that stuff, you know. And uh, I used mono for a long time, you know, quite a few years.
0: Now, you know, I guess we also need to look at it in the context of history. Back when your grandfather was doing it, they were not casting 200 feet on a long bomb.
1: They no, were. That's a really far cast.
0: I've I've played around with how far. Yeah. Yeah, because what I what I did one time was I think I put like 70 yards, you know. Kind of just going back to what Todd said, how we'd flip the line. I was going to expand a little bit on that. But what I used to do was when I had my Curado 300s, I would spool up enough backing to where I think I could fit roughly 70, 75 yards on where I would then buy 150 yard spool of pick your braid, put 75 yards on, cut the line, spool up another reel with it. Because realistically, 200 feet is a far cast. Well, one day I was screwing around with, with I was in Eric's boat. And I forget what bait I had on, but it was a really good casting bait, and I just did like a Happy Gilmore wind up and just let it rip. Yeah, I got to backing, <laughs> so I knew. Yeah, you do 70 yards. That's 210 feet, mm-hmm. give or take how accurate I actually measured out. It doesn't matter. So I'm gonna say roughly 200 feet, just on the biggest heave you could do with a musky bait. Wow. So. What do you think your grandfather was casting back yeah,
2: then? Yeah, we were not casting anything like that. I mean, I remember when we first saw a suik in the 70s there, and I mean, it was that was a laughable lure. It was so big. My, my grandpa, Young, called it, you know, big blackie. You're going to get that big thing out? Oh, my God. You know, it was like, a, it was silly. It was silly to use something like that mm-hmm. for us. Now, there might have been other places in the country where that was already being used, but you know, in the seven we did not use I mean that thing like laid in the bottom of the box. I couldn't even get it into the, in the any of the slots where the vamps and the little spinners and the pluger mustangs and the palomines and all that stuff went. You couldn't even fit it in one of the slots. But so like laid in the bottom of the box just sat there. And every once in a while you'd like get it out and it was sort of a joke. It was a suic is which is not a big lure. So no, we were not throwing very far uh you know, we we're using very small baits.
0: So what, forty, fifty feet on your casts? You had the yeah, direct I mean, drive I, reels. That those I, weren't. I, I
2: still, I still do little short casts like that. You know what I mean? I always tell people, you know, you know, I don't throw all that far. Especially when you're out there fishing in the boat, you're just flipping them out there. You're doing your thing, and and uh, yeah, you're I gonna be there in a second. You're drifting that way, we, you know.
0: Yeah, we should remind people that you are working weed edges on a huge weed bed. Mm-hmm. so yeah
2: it's, it's not lot like you're yeah.
0: trying to snipe in a, a cast on a riverbank you know no. 100 feet or, away
2: yeah riverbank or if you're if you're fishing a you know bulldog or a medusa or one of our big swim baits you know that's different you're trying to let those sink and that, now you're taking a bomb cast because you're letting them sink you're trying to fish a little deeper so you're you're taking a bomb cast you're letting that thing sink down there so the more time you're letting it sink not that they don't hit it while it's sinking <laughs> uh but, you know, you're, you're you're fishing a little differently there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. When you're just casting the weed edges, you're casting in the weed beds, those short little casts. Uh, I mean, I see it all the time with my guys. Everybody wants to throw these big, long casts. I'm like, man, why are you throwing that far? You're just going to get in more weeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... You can't see what's coming up, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that
1: when yes we position the boat right on that weed edge say cast here and then they do it for one or two and then the next thing it's up on the shore and yeah a bunch of weeds but it is fun casting it that out that that far i've talked about the casting competitions Mm -hmm. you ever do that for fun Mm -mm. i used to cast in the street cast in the street yeah (laughs) you know for fun in the in the off season when i was down in pittsburgh and stuff what put like a six ounce lead weight on it and just see who you can hit yeah just a lure that i really didn't care about so, and, you, you were bouncing a lure, down the a lure down the street yeah skipping <laughs> them getting them hung up in the in the uh neighbor's telephone dog. wires and stuff but come, come
2: ba- is, okay yeah this is crazy this is we we started with re-spooling a reel i know nice new line on a reel but we can go you can go on forever on every topic
1: that line on on a reel though i used to be very very anal about Cutting my knots every day and cutting a little bit of line off every day because I used it and whatnot, you know. But now I just I just let it ride. <laughs> you know, if it starts if it starts growing a little hair on it and stuff like that, then I'll cut behind that. But yeah, man, I but you're, you're
2: you're 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 even going back to using some of those older lines. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't have you you don't have to do it now. This stuff is made out of like Kevlar, the stuff they make yeah bullet bulletproof vests out of. Is in our fishing line, I mean, I have lines that are 10 years old, the type that I'm using, and uh, it's still same as it was the day, the day I put it on. You just have to watch, uh, how low is how your spool getting? That's all, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I uh have not had the pleasure of re spooling the Tranks. I bought it, I bought that Tranks. I know I've told the story. It's probably going on its fourth season now for me. Whatever year the Tranks came out. At least, yeah. And now it came with line. I bought the reel used with line, fully spooled. I have not put new line on it yet. But then again, I went fishing four times yeah. last year.
1: <laughs> that Tranks has seen the water 20 times. Maybe. Maybe 25. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. It's still old. New line. That's four. Tiger braid too. That stuff's nice. Ooh. coming in at three, Andy. Okay, you can put
0: any length you want on this trip. It can be even a family vacation, but I'm thinking more of a fishing trip. Like for me, like if I'm like I'm going all day fishing at Chautauqua. I know you guys do it 200 times a year. <laughs> I don't. So like I get everything ready the night before you go up there, you have your good day, whatever, whatever happens, you get home and there's a certain like re- relief that you're like, okay, I'm home now. Uh, you know, the, the fishing trip's done. Now it's back to real life, but there's that relief. That's like, I made it home because <laughs> yeah.
2: like there's a relief that nothing went wrong there is that relief
0: or yeah even if yeah. like something terribly went wrong and you're like i'm home now still
2: home, yeah. i still made it home i still made it home yeah because
0: it's a low percentage but there's a chance you might not make it home yeah it's just nice that yeah any well, of
1: the any of the stressors prior to that trip to in in your case specifically um the stress of getting everything ready and stuff like that.
0: This is not, this is not technically like a fishing fishing one uh, example, but I I feel I need to explain myself a little more. Uh, My wife and I went to Kentucky seven years ago and everything was good. We got a little cabin in the woods, whatever the day we went to leave, we make it out of the driveway of the camp and then her low pressure, like tire pressure light came on. I'm like, Oh crap. So we drive like a mile to the gas station. It's a Sunday. Nothing's open. It's on the rim. I'm like, oh, okay, let's open the trunk. <laughs> now, we're 400 and some miles from home, and she has a donut for a spare. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's a huge nail. It almost was like someone was not wanting us to leave. <laughs> I mean, we were like in the woods, in the woods. So, anyways, we, we, I go and freaky. buy like six cans of fix-a-flat. And I got it to fill up the tire. Flex seal? No, no fix a flat, not flex
1: That wasn't around. Yet. No,
0: because I didn't have a screen door in the bottom of a boat that needed. That's true. So anyways, so we <laughs> fill it up with fix a flat and we get going. And next thing you know, we're through Cincinnati, we're through Columbus, we're through Cleveland. We made it home with this enormous nail in the tire. And I was just oh, like, geez. we're home. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time fix a
1: flat has worked for me. Yeah. i had six cans of it though
0: (laughs) i was not gonna put that donut on
1: so anyways in 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 fishing like you know this tournament's coming up and we're getting our boats ready and all our gear ready there'll be a a certain relief when it's when it's done Mm -hmm. and it was we got we got back we got back here everything went
0: and then you there's a certain comfort in your daily life that yes you had fun doing your fishing trip that's that was it just that
1: I want to get back out there when I'm done it's like groundhog day yeah Dog but don't 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 that. you
0: miss the stuff at home sometimes. sure oh yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at
1: everybody knows all about those stupid pugs and all that shit so that's a good one three uh coming in at two I'm gonna go with fire tiger, the color
0: now this is that anti uh, power ranking this is like the... I don't know i <laughs> no, no. i
1: i love I love fire tiger I love it in that swimmer I love it in the little boss shed i love I love that color it's it's always in the spread when trolling you hear fire it, tiger
0: you hear it here on this podcast right now Vance I'm teaching you how to paint fire tiger <laughs> and you can paint to your heart's content
1: you don't you don't like fire tiger
0: I've explained it many times yeah. I'll let you do it. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. Okay, perfect.
2: It is the color I love to hate. There's no doubt. I, I just... I don't, I don't like I don't like looking at it. I don't like, but... Damn, it catches fish. Yeah.
0: When so, I was younger, I called it perch. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had a little rapala mm. that was fire tiger. But to me, when you're eight years old, it kind of looks like a perch when it's a little rapala, you know? And mm. And it caught me lots and lots of bass mm-hmm. at Grandpa's Pond. But yeah, it, I don't know.
1: It is. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It resembles no color of a fish I've ever seen in freshwater.
0: Well, because the fire tigers are spawning right now. Oh, they are. Yeah. That's no, why you're not that's catching what it them.
1: Is. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Tiger, coming in at at number one was a submission. We finally get to get to some of these. This one was uh, from Derek Arbogast. I think I butchered that. I'm sorry if I did. But uh, it's kind of going to transition us into our topic of discussion, which is fishing during spawn temperatures. So fishing during the spawn,
0: which... I guess you can look at it many ways. Um, one being almost like you're, you're able to get out that early. Like I, I'm trying to see the angle because there's many angles on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just going out, I mean I guess there to me, there's an increase in challenge if there is some fish spawning because you're not going to get them to go. Well, you could if I'm, it's
1: actually go time for them. You know what I'm saying. If they have their mindset to
0: exactly, understand. so I, you know, it might just be getting out and fishing early, enjoying those. What was it? I it floats around Facebook. There's a quote that says anyone can be a fisherman in May. I think it was like Hemingway quote or something like that. Anyone
1: could be a fisherman in May. Yeah, that's interesting
0: because it's so nice weather.
1: Yeah. So. so fishing during the spawn. I mean, I I think the angle of it is you know, usually the open season, the year-round open season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yes.
2: Yeah, so right away, we just. I mean, you have a lot of the musky regions that uh, they can't fit. You, you can't fish. Yeah. Not not legal. I think, you have some that are.
1: I I think the angle that uh, Derek is is going with is that, you know, he made mention that people have their gear hung up and are done for the season and he's still able to go out because it's legal. And that's where we're going to mm-hmm. end that pod or that uh, podcast power ranking. Yeah. So for the new line on a spool, three, the end of a good trip uh, two, color fire tiger and one fishing during the spawn. If you want to get involved, send in your submissions. We'll try to get to them. If we get this messenger, if messenger works figured out, uh, <laughs> message us, Comment on a, a Facebook post, and we'll get you on. It's a fun little segment we've been doing since the turn of the year, and we appreciate your submissions. That'll get us into our topic. Okay. Spawning. Spawning. It is controversial.
0: It is a little. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I guess I I don't really know exactly when the fish spawn. People seem to always give, like, a temperature range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people kind of give like a calendar range. I really
1: don't know. Some people say after the pike spawn, which is do they say forty to fifty degrees for pike, and then something. I think it's forty to fifty for muskies or something like that. Yeah, I I know. To me, it's weird because like
0: one day you're looking, you're driving by, and the lake's completely frozen. The next day, it's completely open, and the water's forty degrees. Now I know that the water underneath the ice is not thirty-two point one, but to me it seems to warm up that from thirty from ice whatever temperature that say that could be because let's just say it's thirty-five freeze. It it's thirty-two. You have to be right, quick for to see 40. freezing. Well, thirty-two is freezing, yeah. But yeah. there there is yeah, water so underneath ice that ice. That, yeah. Okay. That 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 could be warm because once that ice is gone, it. It, it's not necessarily 32.1. It could be 36 real fast. Mm-hmm. So to me, like things jump really quick. So I've always been under the impression that the pikes start to spawn very quickly after ice out.
2: Yeah. used to be really quick to see 40 degrees, right? Yeah. Like you can see ice and go out a few days later and I see 44. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like, you know, it's a huge
0: yeah. jump real quick. Yes. yes. Um, you know, and like I, I might've even said this before, there was one time I was on uh, Presque Isle Bay in Erie that, like the lake temperature was in the 40s, like that by the bay temperature was in the 40s. Eh, Let's just say mid-40s. We go back in some of, like, it's called Horseshoe Pond. There was a really, it's just a little lobe of Presque Isle Bay. There was a spot in there that was close to 70 degrees (laughs) just because the way the sun was. And, you know, Lake Erie's has a lot of water in it and stuff, but you get into those shallows that might be a foot and a half deep and they got a nice bottom that can hold that heat. You're like, wow, there's almost 30 degree difference in water temperature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the bass were up in there and stuff like that. But, you know, so I it, it's so tough to for me to even say that pinpoint a water temperature, because like what Todd was saying, yeah, a day yep. or so later, you're in the 40s. Yeah, it's
1: kind of so in in that information, it, it's According- kind of, it's kind of tough to tell when you're dealing with just water temperatures, I guess it has to be. If it's on water, water temperature, they would probably say it has to be consistent. Yeah. Because of all, are, all these things that can happen. I mean, it could be ice one day, and then the next day it's wide open. And then ice again. And the then ice time. again.
2: Yeah. And, and they do run into that. You know, I'm going back to the fisheries here, the guys that I've talked to, the guys I know that work with fisheries, and they're looking, when they're trying to collect their eggs, the, 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 the numbers that I re- the, the numbers that I recall them telling me, were muskies 50 to 58 Okay. that's their spawn range now it goes in and out of that 50 and 58 and there's years where they catch uh you know ripe females that are ready to get egged and then you know a couple weeks later it's mixed in now there's walleyes now there's this and there's no ripe females and that you know those, so because that's a big range they can spawn anywhere in that range from what I remember those guys telling me. Fifty to fifty eight degrees is what they consider the, the the temperature range of the spawn. But like Andy said, I mean, what's you know, you go out on a main lake, it's not that way, so it's it's really very uh <laughs> Yeah, it's really very hard to pinpoint.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and surface temp doesn't mean it's the same eight foot deep, right? You know, exactly. We're... Right. So yeah. t- to me, I, I when people ask when do they spawn, and I'm just like sometime in the spring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, the, I remember going out on Conneaut Lake. It was had to been mid May, if I had to guess, mid to late May. It it was before Memorial Day. But That's it when was, you went with Vance? The, well, well, yeah. I mean, th- this isn't the story I was thinking about, but yeah, okay. that, I, I had another guy out with and. I, w- I thought everything was done with the spawn. It, I'm just going to say mid-May, because it was not early and it was not late. And I, I said, I, I told the guy, his name was Doug. I said, Doug, get up here, get up here. And there were two fish spawning, two muskies spawning right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this ain't, you shouldn't be doing this right now. You should be chasing baits. But yeah, it wasn't up to me. But that is yeah. the only lake around here in these parts that I've actually seen fish in the act of spawning. And mm-hmm. I, I saw them with Vance mm-hmm. and... You know, but I. Yeah. This was a lot clearer, just yes. because of the way the weeds were and how cl- how clear the water was.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the other lakes I ever saw them doing it. I saw them. I, I saw them one time I was fishing. It was mid May to late May. I know it was before Memorial Day. Fishing in the stream one day when I saw this big muskie laying out there and another one. You know, it was two or three laying there and I could you could see the, the white milk milk coming out. And they were rolling around doing their thing. I saw you you could watch it, and that was that was back this was a long time ago back when we had a closed season uh during the spawn Now, it was open <laughs> by then, but they were spawning in that stream i watched I was watching them do it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh I'm saying mid mid to late may uh that's in a stream, so in Pennsylvania
1: mhm-. Is it considered put and take
0: uh if someone asked me and they said it has to be a yes or no, I would say
1: yes, you would say yes o- on the majority i mean if mm-hmm. we,
0: we have to talk majorities here if we're going to blanket it with a yes or a no, mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk majorities. I'm going to say yes it's put and take okay
2: that's what they that's what they deemed it as that's why they got rid of the closed season so you know, Pen- Pennsylvania used to it was like the second second Saturday in March season was out. No fishing for muskies until the first Saturday in May. So you had about a six, seven week mm-hmm. close season. And uh that's the way it always was. Now eight, ten, I can't remember the years. You know, the years go by quick. Uh I'm gonna say at least ten.
0: That, at least ten years, maybe twelve at least ten,
2: yeah. Yeah. Seems more like five to me, but <laughs> it's probably been more like ten. Yeah. I mean it just and uh You know, that fishing during that time period is still odd. I'm going. We're going in the morning. We're in the middle of the no-fish season from what I'm used to, you know. Uh, But uh, they changed it because they deemed it as a put-and-take fishery. So little reproduction that it didn't really matter. And that's why they opened it up year-round.
1: They're saying that there's little... Little to, to none, no reproduction, yeah, of natural reproduction of muskies. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, now that's going to beg the question: um, if there was any fishing pressure on those fish that would spawn, that I'm sure there's some successful reproduction in the wild. There's got to be some because oh, yeah. these, these fish were here naturally before mm-hmm. stocking. Um, how does that impact the fish? How does fishing for them while they're trying to spawn? really affect the end result of the year recruitment?
2: It, it probably is so minuscule that they can't even. Un, at least here it's unquantifiable.
0: So. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now, you go to a lake, let's just say up in Canada or something, and you let guys with normal fishing pressure, is, is it? Is there really even, would it affect it at all?
2: I I, I would say that it would. I mean, you go up there, there's no stalking, there's nothing, all relying on natural reproduction. So, if you allow you to fish all year, and you're you're allowed to go catch them, and you pick up the big female, which I've done, picked up a big female muskie, held it in the boat, I felt really bad when there was eggs dumping all over the bottom of my boat.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Just because you touched them. And the eggs are pouring out. You know, the, aren't those potential <laughs> future, especially if you're l- relying on the natural reproduction? Mm-hmm. You know, me personally, I wish it was just always closed during that, you know, give them this little break. Now, as, like I said, as I say this, I'm going fishing tomorrow. I hope I catch a big old fat one with Patrick, uh, the guy I'm fishing with, <laughs> or I hope he catches it. And uh, that'd be great. No. However, it wouldn't bother me a bit if it was just sick. We don't need to fish right now. We'll leave them do their thing. Give them a break. But I'm going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I, I guess people you'd... are. A, a,
1: go yeah, ahead. I mean that. The the fishing tomorrow. There's people fishing mm-hmm. all over and yeah. They all but they all revert to. Say you catch a fish. They all revert to posting the water temperature. That seems to be what the be all end all. As to uh, that kind of solidifies why it's okay to fish, you know. I you know say hypothetically, Patrick catches a big one. He posts it. Mm-hmm. He catches a bunch of heat of it uh, about it. You know, big fish, big fatty, small head, big body, full full of eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, he posts it up, and somebody co- comments. You know, from out there in the western region, and says, you know, yeah. You you caught that during the spawn. Mm-hmm. That's no yes. that's no good. Patrick would then reply and be like, "Oh well, the you know the water temperature was sixty, something like that." I've seen that happen on these. You've airlines. seen that happen, yeah, mm. yeah. D-
0: to me, it, it's it, it's almost, and you I I don't I when I if if I ever post a fish photo, I don't really care about posting the water temperature. But you know, I guess if I were to analyze that, to me it's posting a water temperature is the person knowing what they did might not sit morally correct in their head. So they're going to use that as justification as, and and again, it's not right or wrong. It's just the person might be struggling with it, but on one hand, they're really proud. But on the other hand, they know they're going to catch heat. Yeah. So what do they do? They still want to show off the fish. So even if they have to fudge the numbers, you know, you, you hear it even in the summer.
2: Oh, you you hear that's it more it, in
1: the yeah, summer you, in the, fall, you know like we're going right into it i mean yeah i'm excited to get through this season this cold season because people post that damn water temperature as if i couldn't tell that it was cold out by their thousands of layers tassel caps and it there being snow on the ground
0: okay i'm going to say this right now this is this is jumping the gun a little bit off topic if I catch a fish and the water temperature is 80 degrees on my thing, I am going to have a winter coat, snowsuit, everything. <laughs> and I'm going to put that on and take a picture of it. And I'd be like, check this out. Yeah, August
1: 3rd. Yeah. It's really cold out. Yeah. You <laughs> fish in sweatshirts all the time anyway.
0: But it's, th- it's for the boat partner. Yeah. But th- anyways,
1: But that's the, it, it reverts back to the water temperature. That's the uh, yeah. justification mm-hmm. is this, mm-hmm. this water temperature thing. But you know, there's been fish in the boat. In June, <laughs> eggs, things like that. You know, you've seen Todd has seen. I them. caught
2: one. I caught one. We caught one last year. I don't know if we ever. Did we ever talk about that on a podcast? I don't know. Uh,
0: I it, this sounds new to me, but
2: okay. So I uh, was fishing with Joe Stagnetti. Ever probably a lot of people have heard his name. One of the biggest lure collectors in the country, and uh, Joe caught a. Great looking, lower forty-inch fish trolling uh, open water, and man, he usually comes like the second week of the season. Early uh, so June, was, yeah, early June, and uh, he gets the fish. I pick it up out of the net, hand it to him, and it, you know, there's like this stuff coming out, like it's like the like the fish is peeing. And I looked down and I said, Joe, those are eggs. And they're, because I could see them bouncing on the bottom of the boat. He's like, it's impossible, eggs in the middle of June, you know. And I was like, those are eggs, look at them. So, you know, we did our thing. We took a quick picture, put the fish back, uh, the picture's on my website of the fish. You'd have to figure out which one it is. But, you know, we put it back in, released it. And then after we put it in the water, we were looking and I was picking them up. There was eggs dropping out of the fish. Middle of June. It was like a seventy one degree water temperature.
0: Middle of June in the middle of the lake, open water. Mm-hmm. Middle of
2: June, middle of the lake, open water.
0: Maybe she didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: That just is I mean I, I strange. don't condemn anyone. I don't condemn anyone for doing anything. Like I said, I'm going tomorrow. But honestly, deep down to me, I wish you just I, I wish it was a closed season. It's not. So we're going to go fish. for for like. I just think it seems weird. I wonder how long they
1: studied that, that there's little to no musky reproduction now. They
2: studied it a long time. There really isn't because we're dealing with all the... Obviously, like, Conneaut Lake was not one that they studied a lot because that's a natural lake, you know, because the, the, we don't have Ohio, no closed season. Pennsylvania now, no closed season. A lot of these places; those are all man-made lakes. So it's a whole the whole fishery is man-made. With the bait they have in there, the shad and the stuff that they've stocked in there, everything that they've done is created by us because there was not a lake there. There was nothing to go by. Yeah, there were deer running there before there was water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the state park around here, my grandpa used to talk about hunting ducks in the little stream there and hunting. You know, so you know the it's hard to. You know, it's hard to see if there was any, but you know, like Andy said earlier, we did have natural muskies uh, in our streams. Now, when did they spawn? I don't know. It just to me, it just always seems weird to pick one up and see eggs or, uh, you know, because the, there's I, I look at it, I guess there's always that chance, right?
0: Yeah, now you know, <laughs> if you start thinking, like, let's go back to before they were stalking. And Mm -hmm. just think about, you know, like, because when I think of muskies, I think, you know, initially I thought of lakes. But as I became more educated, I'm going to say eight to ten years ago, they turned into a river fish for me. Because I believe that they were dominant in the Allegheny watershed, which leads to French Creek all the way up to here, you know, where we're at. And
2: that's all we had around here. That
0: to me, then a couple
2: a couple natural lakes. You had what? Conneaut,
0: Conneaut, LaBeouf. Edinburgh, Canadota. Lake, Canadota.
2: I mean, we, 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 there's like six or seven in our state, and like five of them are within spit distance from where you live.
0: Yes. Like, that's,
2: the only, that's the only natural lakes we have. Ohio has none. So the natural fish in these states were in the rivers because there was no lakes. <laughs> Pilot tuning is a man-made lake.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's just go with, with how inconsistent rivers can be in the spring. And, mm-hmm. and you think about it, you know, a muskie, let's just say a pair of muskies, because it takes two mm-hmm. in order for them to maintain population. They need to make two replacements. And if they can live to the ripe old age of just dying naturally, they have, what do you think? 10 years of spawning on average,
2: Yeah, something like that. So in
0: 10 years, they got to crank out two that live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many eggs do they drop? Tens of thousands?
2: Thousands, yes. Okay,
0: so you could have, if you had some really bad years, you could really hurt the muskie population. If they were strictly in... Yeah,
1: bad years meaning weather.
0: weather Weather-wise, I mean, this year's been, I'm going to say, pretty easy in terms of keeping the water level the same. Now, we did have some flooding in February, but I didn't think that they were going to be spawning in February. But there were some years I could not—I did not feel comfortable getting on my creek all the way into August just for how high and muddy and, and awful stuff was. And I think, if memory serves me, getting, like, mud and silt on the eggs is terrible.
2: It can- yes, that's what that, that, that that's why these natural—or these, these man-made lakes aren't working because they fill in with silt, sediment, stuff like that, and— so it just it just buries the eggs, you know.
0: The, statistically, it is so horrible for one of these little baby muskies to even make it to breeding. That you know what what they're doing for stocking. What would it be if there was no stocking? Let's just say take away the thirty or fifty years of stocking.
2: You, you'd have about you'd have about ten percent of the guys that musky fish right now would be musky fishing because they, you just wouldn't be catching them.
0: And then the other ninety percent would be <laughs> hammering on them because they're like that might be the only one for six miles of the river. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so I, I, you know, I've said before on the show and I, you know, I've talked to, I'm like, I always like this, this fishing. My opinion is changing to where now I'm like, if they say they're going to close it. eh, Okay. If they're going to keep it open. Okay. I, I've, I've lost my, well, I really enjoy this to go out and catch them. If it, if it's no longer there that I'm not going to miss it. And probably because I haven't been able to do
1: it for yeah. so long, yeah. so I've lost the drive <laughs> for it. You don't get the good, yeah. But, you know, but yeah.
0: the, the, it's yeah. also that what happens if it was a really good year? And, and to me, when I think a year class of fish, I, I always revert back to Lake Erie because of the walleye. You get a mm-hmm. good year class of fish, you got at least six good years of fishing after, like, three years after that thing. But let's just say you have a perfect year for muskies
2: mm-hmm. around
0: here that are supposedly low-recruitment. So you get the supplemental stocking, you have a banner year, you could have a really, really strong year class. Mm. Yep. And could that get ruined by, you know, a yahoo like me ripping them up in the spring in my creeks? Mm-hmm. I could be personally affecting it. I mean, yeah, you could go off a uh, biologist. You could,
2: you could, but you, I mean, you really, like I said, it's all personal to me. It, you know, it's just, it's just the way I feel. It feels weird to do that. Does it make a difference? Probably not. It is probably a put and take fishery. Uh, that's why that's why it's open sea you know what I mean? There's so little going on, but it just you know seems weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I understand why. But uh, if you, if you held a gun to my head, I don't know what, if you said you're going to make the choice for the entire state, I would say just pull the trigger because I'm, I'm torn don't because, know. because yeah, yeah it yeah. is.
1: Yeah. I don't know either. Because, be, yeah. I mean, if it's, if milk's coming out of one and eggs are coming out of the other and. You go make your own muskies in a aquarium. I mean, it, <laughs> there has to be some natural reproduction. One or two or something. I, I think if if you're so, if you do fish for them, and I mean, it could be that chance of that yeah. that group that's going to make the two muskies that maintain the population. Maybe I mean, Maybe, you're looking but for it, it is two such muskies. A small, it's such a small percentage. You 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 know.
0: It's you know. So let's 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 expand this a little bit more. So let's just say an adult muskie she will drop 10,000 eggs. I don't know how many that she drops. I'm not going to count them. I'm using the number 10,000. And she has 10... I think it's
2: more like 100,000. I don't know. I think it's a little weight. Okay, we'll it's just... really big, yeah. Anyone yeah. out there, if they're, gonna, if they're flipping out because I got the number wrong,
0: just multiply it by yeah. 10 if you feel or 100. Yeah. So let's just say she drops 10,000 eggs for easy and she does it for 10 years. So she drops 100,000 eggs or a million eggs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of that million... Two gotta make it. So yeah. one in five hundred thousand. That's I wouldn't say powerball statistics, but it's it's not very good. Mm-hmm. And so of those couple that make it, what are the odds of those making it to even mature enough to spawn? And then even yes. then start to mm-hmm.
2: Just those the, numbers are out there. I mean, you can find this stuff because I've read it. I, I'm not going to quote anything because I know I've read it many times, you know, very few, you know.
0: And and then, of those fish, how many are gonna now you have now split that population? And I'm gonna just say half because there's male and female, it might not be exactly a 50 50 recruitment there. Very rarely, at least what I'm finding, is a male's gonna make it to 50 is almost not gonna happen. A female. Mm-hmm. How many of those little baby fish that make it from little itty bitty egg to fifty? It's gotta be like one in fifty million. <laughs> if yeah, you if you go fair. all the way back, yeah. back to the egg. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Even the ones they stock, it's it's very low return on how many of those fish I mean it's it's you know, less than one percent or something that makes it to a fifty inch fish. Yeah. On the stockies. Yeah. Let alone the ones that are doing it in nature, and as 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 we talk about all this, as, you know, we've talked about this before in the podcast. You know, as I say that, you know, as we talk about, uh, you know, close season this and that. The biggest muskie I ever caught in Pennsylvania, Andy took the picture of, and uh, it would have been close season. We wouldn't have been there. It was a beautiful day, eight or ten years ago, or whatever. However long they changed the rules, you know, it was the, the one of the last days of March. It would have been a closed season. Uh, so we, we still do it. Everybody, I mean, go for it. Some guys will love it. I, I don't, I particularly don't love it this time of year. <laughs> yeah.
0: But. I love having the option. Mm-hmm. I used to just, like I said before, race down to my spots and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. But then life hits you and you're like you almost want to be like selfish and be like, yeah, close that season now. If I can't do it, no one can do it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I remember seeing something like on a Keys Outdoors where they were hitting the tribs, and I don't think it was, you know, they it was all legal. It was legal fishing, but they were catching fish that were up these tributaries. I'm going to go on a limb and say that were you know, in the act of spawning
2: or yep. close to it or after.
0: I don't know, exactly, know what, exactly what we
2: were talking about. Yeah, I remember that.
0: And it was it was really interesting because I looked at that I'm like yeah that's that was me, you know, I say it's still me, mm-hmm. I still have mm-hmm. my holes just, I didn't forget about them it's you know they're they're all still there but you know at that point I guess now let's let's talk about that okay it, it's legal season but you're up in the tributaries targeting them it's legal. Is it ethical? Because there's these guys out in the lake that would say, "I'm targeting a fish that's already spawned out. You're targeting the ones that might be late bloomers." Mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd probably just post up water temperature and
2: say, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." By all by all means, if it's open season, it's 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 ethical. I mean, that's the one everybody's looking for—the big female that has eight, nine pounds of eggs in her, and you know, put your thumb yeah. in her bum so she doesn't. you know so the eggs don't drop out and there's your do a little examination you know yeah Uh, you can't lose those eggs i mean it's actually way i mean that that that's the way i look at it that's what we're searching for that's what i'm searching for tomorrow morning (laughs)
0: and i guess i don't know i mean it's just i guess it's just a a world full of haters and and all that
1: stuff Mm -hmm. but like I can yeah. see how it looks different from an outsider's view, just because and, of all, all yeah. the things we just spilled out, put out on the table yes. here. So somebody, we, you know, we're catching fish over here in Ohio and PA at this time, and somebody in Minnesota and Wisconsin and, and so on and so on sees this stuff, and even in Canada, they're just like, what the heck, man? You know, our you laws are the, like you this. You
2: see, yes. You see those negative comments come up, like, is- here's a big fatty and someone will write, Several things, you douchebag or yeah, you know what yeah. i mean it's just it's just uh it comes back to the the negativity in the in the musky world you know are they jealous i don't know are they
1: but i could see how that they're <laughs> that they look at this stuff and you know our fish are naturally reproducing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes it sense to not not mess that stuff up and yep. how how can you really say that this is there's no natural reproduction over there. Even if they're stockies and they're still spilling out milk and eggs, how, how can you say that that is not going to make a muskie eventually?
0: Yep. You, you can't, I mean, it, it's more or less just a, you know, a cultural thing or someone's diehard beliefs. And yeah, you know, I guess when you really think about, I mean, breaking down the definition, what, there's an imaginary line that you cross on the highway where you can't fish for this fish. You cross that line, and uh, now, you, now you're now you allowed to? Yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's hunting's it, like that all over the country, you know? I've shot turkeys on the wrong side of the road that I didn't realize, <laughs> and they were closed there even though the turkeys flew from the other side of the road, you know? Yeah, uh, they 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 do that. That there there's a line. There's laws. You're allowed to do it. Go for it. I'm going for it. A lot of people in PA are going for it. It would not affect me one bit if it was just closed. Uh, but like Andy said, I mean, part of that is comes back to I can't fish for him. You shouldn't fish for him. It comes back to I could use a break. The fish could use a break. Let's just take a break mm. and <laughs> let's not let let's not let anybody fish for him right now. Uh, They had a break all uh, winter. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, the season was in all winter. They always kept it in here during the winter. But,
1: you know, the fisheries deemed it put and take for a reason. You know, they did do Mm -hmm. some studies, and that's just how it is, and that's why it is the way it is over here.
2: And there's so little take. That's what what it's come down to. You know, they get so little or so few fish taken by... uh, or kept yeah by the non musky the guys that are out there catching them are putting them back anyhow,
1: yeah, but I mean that, that, That's they made that decision. it's not the put and take, but you know people are are just get on the high horse about mm-hmm. you just messed up the population, you messed up that spawning period, you messed up the reproduction that 's what it is you threw a mm-hmm. you threw a jerk bait on their head, and they were just about to drop an egg. <laughs> and (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's it goes to that extreme that's what people are thinking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which makes sense which makes sense i mean if you yeah you know if you're you know having a good time uh you know, with with your significant other or whatnot, and somebody's pounding on the door, all of a sudden you're going to stop and just be like, what the yeah, hell is yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. You know, it's like the yeah. same thing. Here comes a big <laughs> eight-inch jerkbait on your head mm-hmm. while you're doing mm-hmm. it. That's what people are looking at. That's yeah. what people are yeah. looking at. But the ultimate Trump factor is the water temperature. That, that's the get-out-of-jail-free card That's the right get-out-of-jail-free card. Just post those water mm-hmm. temperatures. And... You can be all right. Todd, you, you,
0: we're at like 54 minutes on this. You got like a mm-hmm. wrap-it-up thought. We'll kind of all hit on it with this controversial.
1: Honestly, no, God, uh, uh, but I mean, l- 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 you know, let's take, for example, when those two fish responded. and we saw them. Yep. They wanted nothing to do with our baits. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the only thing that I would have, I could have caught those fish. I. Uh, the only reason why I didn't... Was because I didn't want to go to jail. I could have taken a trident and speared them.
1: Yeah, you could
0: have. Like, you can get that close to these fish, and I would have caught them. Yeah. They would have been mine.
1: But it, they wanted nothing to do with they the They had that, no interest at, that, at all. No interest at all. So, I mean, when when they're in the act, I feel like the you know, the only way that you're really going to mess with them if it, is if you run a prop over their head or really—
0: Or jerk it through their yeah, spine. Yeah, or
1: something like that, you know. So, boy, what a, what a fun topic. Todd, sorry for interrupting you. No, just,
2: no, I, I really don't. Like I said, I really don't have. I, you know, my, my feeling is I, I wish, I wish, I just wish there were just a close season. Let them do their thing. Uh,
1: if there was a close season, they, we would get a lot less, you know, h- you know, hate comments and stuff like that for pe- for people. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, now that you know, like West Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky, they're all ramming and jamming. I, you know, mm-hmm. because. You go sixty miles south of here, ninety miles south of here. You are in Pittsburgh. It doesn't get near the the, the frigidness that oh, where no. we're at right now. You go a little bit even further still. I mean, yeah, you got some hills and haulers and stuff, but those guys are fishing in much warmer temperatures. Mm-hmm. January, February, March. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess at that point, could the spawn be happening in February, March for them? Mm-hmm. And, and then they're they're actually fishing post spawn fish at this point while they're still two foot of ice still up in canada yeah, they
2: are they are in kentucky fishing post spawn fish plus spawn fish yeah you um. know from what i've seen i've seen people posting pictures of here's a spawned out female here's one that didn't spawn yet i mean there's there's a big it doesn't happen like today's the day to spawn <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: but they just fish them year round anyhow which is yeah it's it's legal dude go for it uh I, I feel funny doing it. I don't particularly feel all excited and proud when one's dropping eggs in the boat or there's milk pouring out, but hey. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Post, post <laughs> the exactly, you know. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. it comes
0: back to it's still a blood sport, and that's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. yeah. No matter how you try to sugarcoat it.
2: Probably does not affect the fishery by doing it. Where we where we are
0: at any measurable
1: effect well yes. a, I mean the fish Commission and all that stuff they've they've thought that's about what it they fe- that's, that's what they felt yeah so, I mean and that's who we're fishing under here so you know it, it makes sense it makes sense from that aspect and but I can also see on the other side of you know people are looking at ice on there you know up in Canada and Wisconsin Minnesota all those areas and and they see people over here going bank yanking and stuff i could see why that it doesn't make much sense to them that
2: yeah yep and, and it rolls around to the late summer or mid midsummer for us where we have a you know we're not a totally you know we're not a hot climate we're not a cold climate we're in that mid-range and uh you know the water temp i like seeing when i feel that i'm at it's go time now some guys are quitting fishing because it's too warm yeah. Yeah. that's my go that's what i feel is the go time and now i'm ready to go and so it comes down to
0: yeah it that's all like we've we've hit on it already a whole
1: another yeah <laughs> oh god that's that's coming up soon too
0: mm. Do you know what's coming up soon yeah. couple, 55 degrees in the fall that's the ticket oh gosh. forget that <laughs> nope that's the ticket I did not get to punch that ticket last year
1: You can Dodge the opener And then come out in the fall That's that's the slow time Yeah
0: Yeah cause you don't get to cast that much Cause there's a fish every every time It slows you way down It does Them 40 pound 48's just pulling the boat everywhere
1: <laughs> Did get nice fish in the fall though It was good and hardly
0: anybody complains about it. What? what? Like water temperature in the fall. In the fall, no. It's, that, that's that is like the safest. Safe yeah, that
1: is the yeah, safest. That's the safest. Zone. Zone. Yeah. Except yeah, for the nothing, fact that... You, nothing bad going on there. Yeah, yeah there except
0: you, you, you fall down in the water and you die. <laughs> yeah. So, but... I guess, I don't know, let's wrap this up in a nice, neat little package. I guess if, if, if you're not for it and you're in a state that can allow it, don't do it if you don't want to. If you can, go and enjoy yourself. I guess, you know, most people won't put near the thought that we just spewed out into it. You know, keep that into consideration. But I think we all agree that it, if, if you're in a state that allows it, you're probably not going to hurt the population, though— mm-hmm you might have an impact on it. Uh, You know, I don't know anybody that's going to like, well, that was a nice fish. See all the eggs on the bottom of your boat or whatever. In eight years, there might be one less fish now Mm -hmm. that might've already been here. That Mm -hmm. might've came from this year. it's in, that means nothing.
2: Yeah. It's immeasurable. It means nothing.
0: (laughs) So, you know, it's, I guess it's yeah. You're gonna get haters with everything. Maybe just disable comments on your Facebook post or something. Yeah. yeah. If, if you wanna, if you wanna show it off, you know, I'm kind of at the stage. I don't have to photo every fish. I don't have to tell everyone I caught a fish when I did. If you if you're at that stage, I mean, a lot of new guys are. By all means, do it. Show all your friends. Have a good time. But you're gonna be. You could punch a bee's nest if you're doing it.
1: Yeah, the court of public musky opinion. That's right. It's a blood sport out there, boys. Well, Be that, careful and what... keep that water temperature near.
0: <laughs> that's your fallback yeah. right there. <laughs> All right. Well, this show brought to you by Fat Easy Musky Products. FatEasyMusky.com. I'm working on the store. I've been saying that for a while, but I, mm-hmm. I, I have been looking at it a little bit.
2: And you have to paint some lures. Oh, my gosh. I am down to... Before t- you can do this, yeah.
0: I'll just... If anyone is even still listening to this, this far into it, I have two standard color raptors left. Two. And how many did I paint? <laughs> I think I've painted over 500 baits since the start of the year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, but, oh, crap. I want to, to do a big shout-out to Team Rhino earlier. Team Rhino just got a huge mm-hmm. bait order in from Fat AZ. So, check them out. I know he did a Facebook post. Um... Team Rhino Outdoors on Facebook. So check out Jeff, good guy. He's got all of his exclusive colors. Also check out Boss Shad, BossShad.com, March Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. The online store is up for March Bait Tackle and Ammo, and so is BossShad.com. Check them out, nice little baits, catch them spring trolling, catch them summertime trolling, catch them in the fall, in the wintertime. And St. Croix
2: Rocks, what's that? Catch them when you can.
0: That's right. Just get out. Catch me outside. (laughs) I'm about dead. uh, Chautauqua
1: Lake Showdown on June 10th. Check out that tournament. There's going to be some...
0: Is there a website for that?
1: There isn't. Get a hold of Zach, uh, and he'll steer you where to sign up. It's all through Muskie Zing, so... So, yeah, other than that, we... um,
0: have Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com on Facebook, Instagram. Check them out, and dates are filling up fast. St. Croix Rod's best on earth, and I think that's it. So thanks for listening, and good luck fishing.